The opinions and suggestions expressed on the following program are solely those of the participants and not necessarily endorsed by program sponsors or any radio station, media company, or platform broadcasting this program. The following program is a product of Causeway LLC. The information in this broadcast is not intended as investment, tax, or financial advice. Matthew Moore is not a licensed investment advisor and speaks solely from his experience and opinions. All information in this broadcast is for entertainment or educational purposes only. Matthew Moore, Causeway LLC, and the company or platform broadcasting this program is not responsible for the success or failure of any person's investment decisions or purchases. Matthew Moore, Causeway LLC, and the company or platform broadcasting this program makes no and expressly disclaims all representations, warranties, and guarantees with respect to this broadcast and its sponsors. Investing in any market is inherently risky and can be financially dangerous. Invest at your own risk. Coming. Government officials we will continue to Welcome to Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore, the Bitcoin-focused radio show that's waking the masses to the fiat money Ponzi scheme. Money is changing and your freedom is at stake. So stick around and learn how to empower yourself for this new digital age. Now, here's your host, Matthew J. Moore. Welcome, America, and welcome, the world. That's right. No matter where you are or who you are, I want to welcome every single one of you, Bitcoin lovers, newbies, maybe you're an expert, we welcome you. You're now listening to Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore. And, you know, I'm going to tell you, you tuned into the right spot because we are literally one of the only syndicated radio shows in the country dedicated to the topic of Bitcoin. So I don't know if you're into technology or finance or liberty or history, but whichever one you're excited about, we're going to talk about it because we like to educate people on all of these subject matters. So buckle up. We got a show for you tonight uh, or today, whenever you're listening to this, because, hey, we're all over the place. We're in Seattle. LA, Atlanta, and we're even on the internet. So, hey, wherever you listen at, welcome. Uh, if you're hearing this broadcast, I just need to tell you, 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 my friend, are still alive. That's right. You are still alive. There's still hope for you because if you're in your car, if you're in your house, I don't know if you've heard, lock those doors and, and, and I want you to listen really carefully. Okay. Cause we're all in danger here. Zombies. I don't know if you heard the news, but zombies are currently walking the roads, walking all over this country. And, uh, our nightmares, unfortunately have finally come true. Unlike COVID though, this virus has been spreading for decades unnoticed, rotting the minds and the hearts of people all around the world unknowingly. But the good news is guess what? We don't need a shotgun. We don't need machetes. I mean, it might be kind of fun, but we don't need them. Uh, and we most certainly don't need some pharmacia injection to uh, or some kind of centralized response. We are literally, we've got the solution. We've got the antidote because these are not your normal zombies. These are what I call fiat zombies. And the only cure is a dose of Bitcoin education. And we're going to turn these zombies back into normal human beings. At least that's my hope. Uh, and to help me dish out uh, this cure known as Bitcoin, none, none other than my fellow fiat zombie hunter, Nick Burns. Nick is filling in for Eric Cooper. Uh, Nick, I hope you've loaded up on those orange pills because my friend, we're going to need them. It's, it's, uh, we're about to end this zombie apocalypse right here, right now. What are your thoughts? I have got magazines and magazines and magazines filled with red pills. I mean, orange pills, orange pills. Oh orange my pills. gosh. Oh, we're I'm almost doing zombie. <laughs> uh, I've got these orange pills, man. And I am ready to sling them with you, brother. 
Oh, that's excellent, man. Well, I I am excited to have you on the show, and I do have to say I, I am missing not only my co-host, but my producer, Brian LaRue, who's always on the soundboard. So tonight I'm running the soundboard, so Lord, please help me. Uh, <laughs> well, well, Matt, let, let's go ahead and bring in our guest today. Yeah. He's a well-known zombie, uh, fiat zombie tracker who can smell that fiat mindset a mile away. Mm. He is also the second half, the better half, my better half, of our podcast from our show, The Nick and Griff Show. Griff, welcome back to the radio show, my friend. I want that on record that Nick said I'm the better half, but <laughs> thank you for having me again. I appreciate it. It's always good to be on the Matt J. Moore show. Hey, well, we'll see who kills uh, more zombies tonight, either Nick or Griff. We'll make it a contest. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, Nick, Griff, man, it's so good to have you guys back on the show. I know you guys have been on before. Uh, I wanted to start here. Uh, this is probably a new subject uh, or a new term for a lot of people, but in your own words, uh, can you explain, because everybody who's tuning into this radio show, they might just be randomly in their car and they heard us say the word Bitcoin, right? And they they, they kind of know what it is, but they don't really know. So what, what do you, why are you guys so passionate about Bitcoin? What, why are you doing all this? Man, I, uh, I guess right out of the gates, I'm a disciplined guy. I like to lower my time preference. I like to think about the future and that's what Bitcoin is about, man. And that's what I'm excited about. That's true. Griff. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with Nick, but I also just like to save my money in a network that doesn't inflate. Just knowing that one Bitcoin will always be one Bitcoin is something that I think is invaluable. So that's why I'm also so passionate about it. Love it. Well, Griff, we are obviously having a little fun here with the term fiat zombie on this show. Uh, but for those who don't know, can you explain what fiat is first and foremost before we keep going? Yeah, well, people have used lots of different things for money throughout history. But most recently, in 1971, when we got off the gold standard, we started using what would be called fiat money or money that is not backed by any commodity. More so, it's backed by a government. <clears throat> so currently, we're in an era where we live in a fiat world. Dom everybody uses fiat. Everybody in the world is pretty much using a government-backed money. You know, that's very, very well said, and, and that's exactly right. But, you know, I wanted to ask you, both of you, really, this is a question for both of you. Uh, when you describe fiat money, is it, would you describe it as kind of like a disease of an idea? Like, how does one get a fiat money mindset? How, how do you define it? Man, uh, you know, Griff and I were thinking about this earlier. Uh, I don't know that I would say that it is a disease, but because I do think that we've got a choice in this. But I would say that a fiat mindset is is what is the shortest term decision that I can make? What is the most instant gratification decision that I can make? Uh, I would think a fiat mindset is, you know what, I'm going to go get some McDonald's because... Uh, I don't care about my health. I don't want to go home and put in the time. I don't want to prove the work mm. of making my own meal. I don't want to go to the gym. I'd rather sit on the couch because it feels better to sit on the couch. But we all know that the longer term uh, benefits of, of eating healthy and going to the gym are better. But those are hard decisions. And you know who doesn't make hard, disciplined decisions? Huh. A fiat zombie. Yeah, though, that's a, that's a good point. In fact, uh, you almost need like you said, discipline in order to, uh, you know, or time preference, which you had mentioned earlier. Absolutely. Well, Griff, uh, I'll, I'll toss another question your way here. In the Bitcoin space, we often hear about this idea of time preference. I think this is so important. Uh, Griff, can you explain how Bitcoin fixes the time preference mentality? Yeah, so Bitcoin is obviously 
has a fixed money supply. And in a world that would have a fixed money supply, you could almost say that the world couldn't afford so many inefficient products or errors or products that come out, not because they might be better than something else, but maybe just because they're a little bit flashier. So I think Bitcoin almost fixes the time preference because it's going to be hard to get this hard money out of people's hands. Nobody wants to give up their sats for something that they don't like. And uh, I really think that's how Bitcoin can fix time preference for a lot of people, just in the sense that they are not going to want to spend their money on something that is silly or something that won't actually help their life. Yeah. And you know, you're going to have a lot of people who are going to say, well, Bitcoin is not a good store of value because it goes up and down and is extremely volatile. And we, all of us here know <laughs> that that's not true. I mean, yes, it is volatile over the short term, but over the long term, it, it's actually done a phenomenal job of, of growing in purchasing power and, and being a, a good place to store your wealth. If you have a, you know, four or five year time horizon and longer. Uh, and so, you know, I, I would argue that it's kind of, it's turning into, you know, it's obviously becoming this store of value uh, money. It's going through the stages of something becoming money, um, but it's encouraging people to save because it's now eventually, and I already feel like it is now anyways, a viable viable vehicle to save your wealth in because we all know that saving your wealth in dollars is going to just continually erode until it's worth nothing because uh, that's the course of every, every fiat money. But I do have a personal question for both of you guys, and that is, when did you guys realize that you had a fiat mindset? I and mean, how long did it take for you to, to change that? I mean, I obviously I know Bitcoin probably pl played a role in that, in that awakening, but can you guys talk to me about that awakening process for you, that, that light bulb moment? Well, we mentioned discipline earlier. Um, I think that this, uh, has a lot to do with discipline. You know, maybe I, I didn't know it as the fiat mindset previously. Um, but I think once you get into it, having a fiat mindset, again, is making that short-term uh, decision. It's making the instant gratification decision. And uh, I, I've started working on my discipline much, much earlier than whenever I found Bitcoin. And then whenever Griff orange-pilled me, it was, oh man, I mean, it was, it was we were on to the races. And, and I, I'd say it was probably then, it was September, maybe August of 21, whenever I really got into it and figured it out. What do you think, Griff? Yeah, no, I think the biggest thing for me on a fiat mindset, uh, I realized I was on it when I had a few too many credit card bills and I didn't really understand what money was, even though I had obviously a degree in economics. So I was like, this is a little bit interesting. I feel like I don't know as much as I should. And I should probably dive down the rabbit hole of like what this whole money and economics thing is and how I'm going to save some of it for hopefully a nice future for myself. So let's back up here real quick, Griff. You just said that you had a economics degree. Yeah. At University at Albany, I have a bachelor's in economics. And, and after like doing that, accomplishing that, and then going down the Bitcoin road, would you say that your education in economics was helpful or, or useless because of the stuff they were teaching? Speak to that real quick. I would really just say mostly because uh, I had graduated in 2020 and actually at the university at Albany, I'd taken a class with the, like pretty much the head professor of economics at the university and everybody failed his class. I got the second highest grade in his wow. class and it was like a 72%. So obviously there was a lot of rounding going on. <laughs> wow. And then in my last class that was taught by a sixth year PhD student, he actually was rounding scores as well. And so I go to his office hours, I go, Hey man, like I actually want to know something. You know, I don't understand what's going on. And I actually asked him, I said, have you ever taken 
this professor and he said he had taken a class with the same head professor. And he said that in his fifth year PhD class, everybody failed his class as well. So at that point I said, okay, so you guys are getting PhDs and everybody has bachelor's degrees in economics, but does anybody actually know anything about economics? And that was a big uh, turning point for me. And when I started to find Bitcoin. Wow. That's super interesting. That, that, that kind of blows my mind. Well, well, all right. Well, let's, let's jump back on here on this question. Cause I, I, I do think that a fiat mindset is a problem uh, in society, but do both of you guys believe that maybe a short term fiat mindset is one of the biggest problems that plagues our society today? Absolutely. I, I think that this is a cycle that over decades and decades, years and years, um, it, it just gets significantly worse. I think it's like exponential decay of human beings. I think that that's what this is. So, I mean, the, the, the problems we're seeing today uh, that we see in politics, that we see all over the world, I think is literally, it's just a compound effect of this fiat mindset uh, going all over the world. What about you, Griff? Yeah, couldn't agree more. I mean, when you think about our economy and what's happened, it's clearly become more evident that it's more important who you know than what you know. And I think over a long period of time, that can really probably weaken an economy when they're not looking. And unfortunately, that might be happening right under our feet right now. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. Well, Griff, uh, Guy Swan was actually on the show once, and he said that money is half of every transaction in the world. And if you break the money, you break the world. Can you give us some examples of where the money is broken and how it broke other parts of the world? Maybe say in our food, uh, health, or some other area? Yeah, a lot of Bitcoiners would argue if you fix the inputs, the outputs will take care of themselves. So obviously fix the money, you fix the world. I work in healthcare, I work in sales of healthcare, and it's evident to me, I've only been working at about a year and a half. Uh, efficiency is not the number one question. Obviously when United Healthcare is making $250 billion a year and they don't hire any doctors, obviously that might not be the most efficient way to run healthcare. How about products? dishwashers, light bulbs, what have you. It's all built for the flashiness, the marketing, trying to get some of this fiat money, trying to get more fiat, 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 because the stuff's inflating. You always need to get more. Nobody's incentivized to build a product that people can buy and hold for ever, except for maybe one thing, you know? I think a fun example of that is architecture, right? You see architecture from hundreds of years ago versus what it is today. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, and to your point, Nick, I mean, when you think about when you've got a monetary system where money can just make, be made willy nilly out of thin air, right? It, there's not a whole lot of incentive for people to be good stewards of that wealth. And, mm. and, and we see that with our government. And, and I know that probably trickles or ripple effects into businesses and even personal budgets and stuff. Uh, you know, I mean, everything can be technically insured by the printing press, right? Yeah. And so like, it, but if you have a hard limited form of money that is scarce and it, you know adheres to this quote unquote strong constitution well you don't want to lose that stuff you're going to cherish it a whole lot more i mean yeah sure people cherish fiat dollars now but that's just because they they don't understand what money is but but still the the incentive structure which you're which you're bringing up mm -hmm. uh the the type of money drives the incentives altogether and i would say our society is extremely sloppy and extremely, you know, instant gratification based off of just that money printer. 
I think that that's a, a really interesting thought. Uh, to, I guess to add on to that and, and to keep this thing moving down the road here is, you know, every generation is born at their own ground zero, right? I'm 25 years old. The, the person that is born today, uh, they have a different baseline than I do. Griff, w- would you say that the fiat zombie mindset is a slow onset or a fast progression? I think it's kind of like a slower onset, but I don't think the full effects start really coming into play until you become an adult. And at which point you start actually making those choices for yourself of what to do with money. And unfortunately, fiat, in my opinion, is a drug. It's like crack or heroin. You always need more of it until you fall apart or it all blows up. Very rarely uh, are really solid things built when you're just using fiat. So um, I would say that it's kind of a... fast progression as soon as you become an adult because the entire time you're a kid it's kind of indoctrinated into you i mean they don't teach you about money in school at least in the state of ohio i don't know about you guys no, i didn't I learn it learn until i was freaking 24 years old <laughs> right so I, th- I would say it's a slow progression because you obviously don't see it coming your entire life but then you become an adult and everything hits you all at once and by everything i mean everything that matters and that usually involves money so i would say slow to really fast well, we, we've got about a minute before we got to go to break, but I just wanted to iterate or, or ask you guys this last question before we go to break. You know, obviously we all here believe that Bitcoin is the answer uh, to fix this uh, fiat zombie problem. Uh, but, you know, in my mind, Bitcoin is, is kind of like a light bulb moment. And it's so fascinating to watch individuals who learn these philosophical ideas and these ideas around money. Cause really to, to Griff's point, it's, it's, you know, probably what he learned in economics was not so much philosophical as much as it was about formulas and numbers. Um, but do you guys feel like Bitcoin is a light bulb moment for people? Man, I absolutely. I think once you, once you figure it out, yeah. Once you, once you get that light bulb moment, it's like, Oh, Oh, Wow. Uh, I think it is interesting, you know, Griff mentioned kind of like an example of somebody that's addicted to something, right? Or somebody that is used to taking the shortcuts or think of somebody that uh, may be cheating on their homework all the time and they're not actually learning the subject. I think what's going to be interesting is if and when we move over to that Bitcoin standard, man, now, now you're being put to the test, right? Because now it's not proof of stake, it's proof of work. And Oh, okay. I've been taking these shortcuts this whole time and now I'm being forced to show my cards. That's going to be tough for the people that have been taking the shortcuts. Well, unfortunately we have to get ready to go to break, but uh, I want to let everybody know that if you're listening to this show, you can always go back and listen to our past shows at mattjmore.com. You can also check us out on every major podcast platform. If you're listening to this show on the radio or if you're listening online, share, comment, post, do whatever. Get the word out because this show is for everybody. This education has to get out there. We'll be right back. Do you enjoy listening to my radio show, Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore? Have you ever thought about being featured on the show as a loyal listener? What about winning some free Bitcoin? Can't go wrong with that. Am I right? Well, today is your lucky day, my friend, because we're building a community for this show. For just $15 a month, you can become a member of the radio show. And in return, you'll have the chance to win $100 of free Bitcoin and be featured on the show. Every month, we will randomly draw one name from the pool of currently paid members 
and that person will receive $100 of free Bitcoin and the opportunity to be featured during a segment of the show. We will do this drawing every single month. In addition, everyone who signs up as a member today will receive a complimentary copy of the Little Bitcoin Book, a great educational read around the fundamentals of Bitcoin. Join today before we close membership enrollment. Go to mattjmore.com forward slash member. Again, that's mattjmore.com forward slash member. Do you have a strategy to obtain Bitcoin on a regular basis? Do you plan to automate your dollar cost averaging? What about getting all or part of your paycheck in Bitcoin? GetHedge.io is revolutionizing how you get paid. Hedge makes it easy to automatically convert your pay into Bitcoin. Whether you're an employer or employee, you can get started in four easy steps. Start getting paid in Bitcoin, Ethereum, or Litecoin. The great part about using Hedge is you can skip the exchange experience altogether and have your Bitcoin sent directly to a wallet you control. Self-custody is key, and GetHedge is giving you the power. Hedge is here to make it easy to stack those sats month after month. Bitcoin, it's a long-term play, so what are you waiting for? Start living on the hedge, and don't forget to let them know that you heard about Hedge from Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore. Use my referral link at mattjmore.com, or you can go to gethedge.io. Again, that's gethedge.io. Short-form video content is taking over social media, and with only seconds to capture someone's attention, our team can help you stand out from the crowd. At Sooner Marketing Solutions, we'll produce and publish engaging TikToks, Instagram Reels, and YouTube Shorts. If you feel like you're falling to the wayside and missing out on the exposure that you deserve, Click the link in the description to get Sooner results now. The sun, beaches, parties, education, and Bitcoin. This is the recipe for Bitcoin 2023, the largest Bitcoin conference in the world. Ever thought about meeting industry experts? It's the who's who of Bitcoin, and you can't miss it. Join us in Miami, Florida for the annual Bitcoin conference. Use my promo code BTC Radio at checkout. That's BTC Radio. Learn more at mattjmore.com. Welcome back, America. That's right. You're in the right spot. It's round two, ding, 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 of America's Bitcoin-focused radio show. And whether you're a Bitcoin lover, newbie, or expert, I made this show for you. So even, uh, even well, you know, even if you are a Bitcoin hater, maybe you don't believe in this. Maybe it's all hogwash, magic internet money. Well, I, I hope you stick around. And, you know, if, if you want to send me a carefully typed out insult, you most certainly can. You definitely deserve to be heard. Uh, but... This show, Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore, is a show for everybody. So, yes, I want everybody to be listening. And, hey, if you've got a friend who might find this show interesting, maybe they were asking questions about Bitcoin, call them up. Have them tune into the radio. Uh, or have them go to my website, mattjmore.com, and uh, find this episode and so much more. Because we talk about money. We talk about liberty. We talk about history and technology and so much more. So, uh, on today's episode, uh, if you've missed the first segment... We've been chatting about zombies. That's right. Yes, everybody loves zombies, but this zombie is a little bit different. This is what we call fiat zombies. And that is, you know, we've been talking about how fiat government money literally corrupts the mind and hearts of people. It might sound like a crazy idea and you might think I've lost all my marbles, but in my opinion, it's true. We live in a world where broken money has corrupted society at every degree and that 
everyone kind of tends to think like a zombie. There's this group think in this infection, but, but don't worry, you know, cause hope is not lost. We have come here today with hope and with the antidote. So join us as we explore why Bitcoin might be the solution to fix this fiat zombie apocalypse. And to help me spread the potential cure is none other than my fill in co-host and fellow zombie fighter, Nick Burns. Uh, Nick, say hello to all of the remaining humans who might be out there. Hello, all remaining humans and fiat zombies. We are coming for you with big old orange pills. (laughs) That's right. That's right. And I want to go ahead and uh, give a shout out to Brian LaRue. He's my producer. He couldn't be here today, but if you liked our awesome intros and outros, that the the cool music and the awesome voiceover, well, he does his stuff for hire. You can check him out at beyondyouproductions.com. That's beyondyouproductions.com. He would be happy to maybe make you a a track or mix a project for you. Uh, And we're all Also, we're actually sitting here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in the Blue Studio, uh, which is a part of Sooner Marketing Solutions. So maybe you've got a business or a project that you want to get out in front of people. You want to market. you got maybe a marketing budget. Hey, give them a call. Contact them. Go to uh, SoonerMarketingSolutions.com. They'd be happy to help you. But I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to Nick because Nick's going to introduce something or, or introduce somebody who is extremely special and a returning guest to the show. Absolutely. It's not just the two of us, Matt, here. We've also got a fellow Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. Uh, oh, that sounds like a, get a good you some of that Bitcoin boy, a uh, fellow Bitcoin, a tour guide, one who has also managed to convert himself back to a normal human being. His name is Griff, and he is the second half of our show together, the Nick and Griff show. Griff, welcome back to round two. Please introduce yourself to anybody that may be tuning in right now. His mic might be on mute. Uh oh. Uh oh. The zombies got him. Well, and I am not a zombie. I'm here. Uh, It's good to be here for round two. I'm excited. Oh, I was afraid the zombies got you. Um, All right. Well, guys, let's let's kick it off here. Uh, Nick Griff, um, here's here's a quote, uh, and I don't know if you guys have read this book, but the book called The Law, uh, and I always butcher this guy's name, but Frederick Bastiat. Um, I believe that's how you say it, but, uh, it's a small, quick little read, but in this booklet, he talks about, uh, money. He talks about corruption. He talks about government, talks about, you know, the law, which hence the name, right? Uh, but he has a quote in the book where it says, get this now, since man is naturally inclined to avoid pain and since labor is pain in itself, it follows that men will resort to plunder whenever plunder is easier than work. And history shows this quite clearly. I think that's a great quote, but how do you think that this applies to money? Does does our fiat money system encourage people to plunder instead of work? Are, are fiat zombies simply incentivized to look for the easy way out? And, uh, you know, maybe working in the fiat system is maybe no longer viable because everything is just, you know, free this, free that, you know, it's, it's like they're handing out like candy. Yeah, I think uh, I think the incentive structure is is very interesting in this in this realm, and I think that this absolutely applies to money uh, in the sense that yeah, I mean we were talking about it on the last segment, right? If you're somebody that's consistently taking the shortcut, man, uh, that is not good, right? Because the shortcut does not end in in a in a, a good place in the long term, right? And I think that I think that. Uh, in order to create the best life, leave the best legacy, it's got to be done with discipline. It's got to be done correctly. And man, the right decisions are not always the easy decisions. And they're 
typically the hard decisions. I wake up at 3.55 in the morning so that I can do everything that I need to do in you the really morning. Do? I do, dude. Bro, props That to is you. hard, but that's a disciplined decision. And I think that this absolutely applies to money. And, uh, you know, we're talking a little bit here about proof of work versus proof of stake. I think that this is a major piece of the conversation. If you don't know what that is, just Google it. But uh, Griff, what do you think? No, I, I definitely think that this applies to money just in also the sense that we were just speaking about how convenience and things are so easy nowadays. Well, easy doesn't always mean good and mistakes are costly unless you can just print the money and fix them right away. Then obviously future generations might actually have to fix those mistakes and you might be able, be able to slap the bandaid on it. But easy money never leads to really good solutions that last a long time. So I think this can definitely apply to how we see money today. You know, and I'm going to go out here on a limb. I don't know if this is exactly true, but based off of what I've studied, it seems to me, have you ever heard that quote that um, hard times make, or no, what was it? Uh, hard times make good men and- Strong men. Oh, no, strong men. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know the quote Str- that I'm strong, talking about? Strong men make good times. Good times make soft men. Yeah. And soft men create hard times. It's called the fourth turning. This right. is the idea is called the fourth turning. Right. And that's and I, that's what I was trying to say, but you saved me because I was butchering it. But <laughs> well, thank, thank you, Nick. That's all right. I said uh, Bitcoin earlier. Yeah, so. Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. Okay. Uh, let's, but here's my point, though, with that quote, you know, is when you look at societies, whether it be uh, ancient Rome uh, or even today, it seems that there's a parallel that takes place with the erosion of our money system uh, when it comes to the the strong men and the weak men and the good times and the hard times. Uh, it seems that fiat, you know, kind of goes hand in hand with those weak men. I mean, have have you kind of have you thought about observing that pattern before? Yeah, I mean, it's super strange. Like you think about. Um, you think about like times when we had huge technological growth, uh, huge innovations, um, just uh, things changing for the better. These were these were real people finding real solutions to real problems. Right now, we've got a crack in the foundation of the house, and we're slapping duct tape on that deal. Right. That's what that's what fiat is doing. We're printing money to to kick the can down the road so that at some point, you know, and at some point somebody does actually have to deal with the problem. And, uh, it's been, it's been neglected for generations now. Griff, do you, do you have any thoughts on what we, we just talked about there? No, I mean, yeah, Nick is as always, he's right on spot. And also when it comes to fiat money, it's also very easy to accumulate debt, especially when fiat is the money. And obviously, if you have a problem in today's society, you're extremely encouraged to obviously just get rid of your pain with a little bit of debt, maybe a little credit card here, a little loan here, a little 30-year mortgage here, a little anytime that you need money to finance for anything, you almost have to borrow it from somebody else. And I think there's a correlation between fiat and debt. So obviously, fiat and weak times and weak men and things like that. Uh, obviously debt is no good for anybody. So I kind of do think uh, it correlates to weak men, easier times, things like that. Well, Griff, many times you'll see people in government with the fiat mindset as well. Need some more votes? No problem. Just print some money. We'll, we'll solve the problems, you know. Need to go to war? No problem. We'll just print some money. We'll fix our problems. <laughs> Griff, can you speak to this a little bit? Is government the is the government the worst perpetrator to the fiat mindset? I would say that war has to be the worst perpetrator, but obviously those that go to war are the governments. 
Um, and government never has an incentive to fix or solve any of the problems. And obviously, if you're a Bitcoiner, you're in, you're infatuated with how amazing the incentives program is within Bitcoin that a lot allows miners and nodes and all the participants to work together to solve these problems as efficiently as possible. And so I think, Nick, I don't know if you agree with this, but the government is probably the worst perpetrator because not only do they not have the, an incentive to solve the problem, they're about the most inefficient middleman that we've ever seen. <laughs> they never actually fix anything efficiently. So, uh, yeah, I, I would say in today's times, the government is the worst perpetrator because if you ever introduce an idea of Bitcoin to anybody, one of the first questions they'll ask you is, well, who's going to build the roads? <laughs> and then you have to really start working that example back to them and go, hey, well, the government's really contracting out who's building the roads. And you can't tell me that you, you know very many efficient government programs. And if you do live in an area where there are efficient government programs, let me know about it because I might stop by. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny you say that uh, because they are the most inefficient middleman, but they also do it at not just the expense, but destroying the people that they're supposedly doing it for. Well, Griff, what do you, what do you find the most concerning is, mo is the most concerning about fiat zombies in that fiat mindset that we're talking about? Is there anything that like keeps you up at night or is Bitcoin just so inevitable that it doesn't even really bother you? The inevitability of Bitcoin uh, definitely makes me sleep easier at night knowing ten, every 10 minutes there's going to be another block hashed into this public ledger that's immutable that anybody with a computer and internet connection can theoretically go back and trace. You know, that makes me sleep pretty easy knowing that I have the hardest money cre ever created on a wallet with 12 words that nobody has any idea where they are. That makes me sleep pretty easy at night. I guess the only thing, and I don't know if you guys have any concerns is uh, obviously we have some major fiat zombies deciding legislation for a lot of other fiat zombies. Mm. And sometimes there are things outside of your control. But fortunately, Bitcoin is very censorship resistant. Bitcoin is very um, hard to stop, as they say. So I think, I think Bitcoin has already seen some pretty hard times in 14 years that make me say, no, uh, I'm not too concerned with any of these fiat zombies or the fiat mindset. Uh, my money is harder than yours. Yeah, and I would say the only thing that really keeps me up at night is is not not so much anything about Bitcoin per se, but more so every time you have these historical and monumental shifts in, in monetary policy of like, let's say, a nation state holding the world reserve currency or uh, the, the average lifespan of a fiat currency because they all end up going to zero anyways. But there's typically significant geopolitical events that take place, whether that be major war uh, or something else uh, that is very disruptive because, you know, oft oftentimes when all things go wrong, you know, these collective governments like to point the finger and cast the blame so the politicians can get reelected. Uh, so, you know, I think the only thing that would probably keep me up at night is, you know, obviously we don't want like no thermal, thermal nuclear war or anything like that, but, uh, <laughs> but it's like, Oh, Oh, this fiat Ponzi scheme is over. We can't let people know. Let's throw a couple bombs. Yep. You know, I, I that, that, that kind of worries me a little bit. Oh, mm. well, uh, you know, oftentimes you hear Bitcoiners say things like, Oh, Bitcoin fixes this. You know, and, and in many cases, that is true. I agree. But what do you say to someone who might be skeptical about this Bitcoin stuff? What do you think Bitcoin fixes most and why? Griff, what do you think? Hmm. Bitcoin fixes inflation over time as a money. And I think as you fix inflation, a lot of other things get fixed. I don't think uh, Bitcoin solves everything just because 
it exists, I think it gives us the ability to solve everything. But it being a fixed money supply and an immutable ledger, I think that fixes inflation. And I think inflation is possibly the biggest, maybe the number one problem America has faced, not only in the last couple of years, but probably since 19, about 13. So it is about a hundred year problem that we could fix with Bitcoin. But what about you, Nick? You know, I think this is a really interesting one. I think you're you're absolutely spot on. The inflation over time is what really impacts our time preference and our decision-making process. You know, we talked a little bit about time preference in segment one, and that is the the degree to which you prefer today versus some point in the future. And if our money is bleeding its value at, say, I don't know, 2 to 3% every year, well, maybe we don't feel that or we don't think that we feel that. But what that does is that little by little, step by step, over years and years and years, decades, it impacts our decision-making process. Creates complacency. Yeah, it's so strange. Well, Griff, uh, is there anything that you feel is too far out there? I mean, what have you heard in this space that you don't think is actually true? Like, what does Bitcoin not fix that you've heard people say that it does? To be honest with you, Nick, I'm not sure that there's a problem in the world that can't be solved if we don't fix the inputs. But hey, at the end of the day, you cannot lead a horse to water and make it drink. And I think that holds true for the world. Bitcoin doesn't solve every problem because Bitcoin can't make every market efficient right away and it can't help everybody solve every equilibrium in their life. So I don't think Bitcoin in a sense can make the United States government solvent. I don't think that Bitcoin can fix central banking. Um, It can't really save everything, uh, but I'm not so sure that there's not a lot of problems that Bitcoin can't at least touch in the world. And, you know, that that's a, a good point. And it, it, Bitcoin kind of creates this analogy, and I've, uh, I'm going to butcher this as well, but I'm going to paraphrase here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got my butcher knife out today. Um, but uh, I'm going to paraphrase, which is, you know, oftentimes people want to try to fix big problems by jumping into the middle of the mess and, and trying to change the course of this monstrous ship that's in, you know, in the ocean, or maybe it's a giant asteroid in space. Like they want to try to change the trajectory of it. And, and that can often be almost impossible, if not, you know, extremely, extremely hard. Sometimes the best solution is to opt out of the current system into something that is, significantly better, which then motivates other people to jump into that other boat. You know, it's kind of like jumping the Titanic for, for a boat that's actually doesn't have a hole in it. Uh, and so I I think Bitcoin is kind of like the same concept, which is, yeah, maybe Bitcoin can't fix everything, but it's that life raft. It's that, it's that extra, you know, sound boat that we can jump on or that sound spaceship that we can be on. Uh, so when the asteroid does impact the earth, uh, we're all safe and sound. Yeah, I think that's an interesting thought you've got there, Matt, because, you know, I think incentive structures, right, are huge when we think about this stuff. That's a huge topic when we think about Bitcoin. Um, and, And Bitcoin incentivizes people to make the discipline decisions, to delay their gratification. And I think that that helps exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, uh, Nick and Griff, I, uh, I want to ask you guys this. I mean, because many times we hear people advocate for proof of stake protocols over something like Bitcoin's proof of work protocol. And in my opinion, proof of stake cannot, I repeat, cannot create a fair money system. Uh, if anything, it is more like the current fiat system that we have now, uh, because, you know, if you're going to have a fair form of money, 
Both the creators of money and those who work for it have to spend both time, labor, and energy uh, in order to do so. And anybody can participate. But oftentimes, this proof-of-stake uh, protocol concept often benefits an elite group uh, versus, you know, let's say the average Joe. But what are your guys' thoughts on this? Do you think that proof of stake, you know, does that apply to a fiat mindset? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. It, it, uh, the proof of stake is, is literally what it says. It's proof of stake in the system. The more stake you have in the system, the more control you've got of the system, which, uh, which means the elites, right? The top one or the top half or the top point point zero 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 one uh, are, are able to control the system and and that means that decisions are concentrated versus letting a market find its own equilibrium and I think that's what uh, what what it should be right that the masses should um, be able to find equilibrium you know to use uh, economics terms I guess and Griff I, I want to get your take on that too but uh, we have to actually go to break so when we come back we'll talk more about that I'll get your take on the proof of stake because I think that's a interesting uh, concept to cover but again if you're listening to this show and you missed a segment of it or you missed some past episodes you can always go to my website mattjmore.com and if you're listening on the radio hey call up a friend tell them to tune in we got one more segment to go and, uh, and I hope you stick around because uh, we want to educate you. Hopefully these are some new concepts, some new ideas. Stick around because we got a whole lot more. The sun, beaches, parties, education, and Bitcoin. This is the recipe for Bitcoin 2023, the largest Bitcoin conference in the world. Ever thought about meeting industry experts? It's the who's who of Bitcoin, and you can't miss it. Join us in Miami, Florida for the annual Bitcoin conference. Use my promo code BTC Radio at checkout. That's BTC Radio. Learn more at MattJMore.com. Do you enjoy listening to my radio show, Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore? Have you ever thought about being featured on the show as a loyal listener? What about winning some free Bitcoin? Can't go wrong with that, am I right? Well, today is your lucky day, my friend, because we're building a community for this show. For just $15 a month, you can become a member of the radio show. And in return, you'll have the chance to win $100 of free Bitcoin and be featured on the show. Every month, we will randomly draw one name from the pool of currently paid members and that person will receive $100 of free Bitcoin and the opportunity to be featured during a segment of the show. We will do this drawing every single month. In addition, everyone who signs up as a member today will receive a complimentary copy of the Little Bitcoin Book, a great educational read around the fundamentals of Bitcoin. Join today before we close membership enrollment. Go to mattjmore.com forward slash member. Again, that's mattjmore.com forward slash member. Do you have a strategy to obtain Bitcoin on a regular basis? Do you plan to automate your dollar cost averaging? What about getting all or part of your paycheck in Bitcoin? GetHedge.io is revolutionizing how you get paid. Hedge makes it easy to automatically convert your pay into Bitcoin. Whether you're an employer or employee, you can get started in four easy steps. Start getting paid in Bitcoin, Ethereum, or Litecoin. The great part about using Hedge is you can skip the exchange experience altogether and have your Bitcoin sent directly to a wallet you control. Self-custody is key, and GetHedge is giving you the power. Hedge is here to make it easy to stack those sats month after month. 
Bitcoin, it's a long-term play, so what are you waiting for? Start living on the hedge, and don't forget to let them know that you heard about hedge from Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore. Use my referral link at mattjmore.com, or you can go to gethedge.io. Again, that's gethedge.io. Short-form video content is taking over social media, and with only seconds to capture someone's attention, our team can help you stand out from the crowd. At Sooner Marketing Solutions, we'll produce and publish engaging TikToks, Instagram Reels, and YouTube Shorts. If you feel like you're falling to the wayside and missing out on the exposure that you deserve, click the link in the description to get Sooner results now. Welcome back, America. Guess what? It's round three of America's Bitcoin-focused radio show. And uh, if you haven't grabbed your Bitcoin yet, we're actually uh, you got something to munch on. You're going to need a snack. We're getting it planted out in the field. That's right. That's right. Well, guys, <laughs> whether you are a Bitcoin lover or a newbie or maybe you're an expert, you consider yourself an expert, uh, this show's for you. Yeah, we, we make this show every single week, and I hope you tune in same time, same place. Uh, we even want to welcome all those who disagree because uh, we want to have a conversation. And so if you're you know, on the interwebs, uh, maybe you're listening to this on some kind of popular podcast platform, maybe YouTube, whatever platform, because we're all over the place. Leave a comment, share, like, tell us what you think. And, uh, you know, you can always go to my website, mattjmore.com. Send me a message, ask a question. We might cover it. But uh, the truth is, Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore, the show is for everybody. And, yes, we are one of the only syndicated radio shows in America dedicated and possibly I'm going to say possibly the world because I don't know radio markets around the world, but we might be the only syndicated Bitcoin radio show out there, uh, a show where you're going to learn about uh, liberty, history, money, and technology. And, uh, you know, we talk about things like energy. Gosh, it's it's endless. I mean, Bitcoin is such a deep rabbit hole, and I hope you continue down this road with us. But on today's episode, we've been chatting about this thing called Fiat Zombies. Yep, that's right. Zombies are real. And I don't know if you know that, but uh, just uh, it's just not the, the normal kind of zombies that you're kind of expecting. We're actually discussing things like how does our current monetary system turn people into mindless fiat zombies? And fiat means fiat money, government money issued by decree, really has no backing. But we're answering this question of can Bitcoin fix this problem? And in our opinion, I think it can. Uh, and to help me close out this final segment is our very own zombie survivor, Nick Burns. Uh, Nick, welcome to part three of the show. You ready to keep on chopping away at these uh, zombies? I am ready to hash this thing out, man. Love it. Okay, well, hey, I, I wanted to tell you. I'm missing a couple people today, and uh, Nick is filling in for my co-host Eric Cooper, and uh, I'm missing my uh, my producer here. So, you know, we're we're uh, we're making sure this show happens because uh, we're dedicated to you. We're dedicated to the topic of Bitcoin. But if you liked that uh, savvy intro and outro, maybe you like our music, the soundtracks, or maybe the sound effects, you can always go check out uh, Brian Larue. He's my producer. His stuff is at uh, BeyondYouProductions.com, and he is for hire. So uh, if you want, if you got some project to mix, maybe you got a make some kind of custom music track. He's the guy. So go see him at uh, beyondyouproductions.com. We're also here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This is where we started this party, and uh, we are broadcasting from uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma in the Blue Studio, uh, which is with uh, part of SoonerMarketingSolutions.com. And if you got something that you want to get out there into the public, maybe you got some marketing ideas for your business, hey, hit up SoonerMarketingSolutions.com. They'd be happy to help you. 
Well, Matt, it's not just us here on the show today. Also with us and uh, somebody to help us put the cherry on top of this conversation and also returning guest, Griffin Don, with our show, The Nick and Griff Show. Griff, are you ready to close this thing out strong? Absolutely. Ready to do it with you guys. Man, you get me sweating all the time. I, sometimes I think those zombies get you, but hey, we're we're good. <laughs> we're 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 live and strong. But hey, uh, Griff, before we went to break, we were talking about this concept: uh, the differences between proof of stake protocols and proof of work protocols, and how Bitcoin is a proof of work protocol, which actually requires, uh, or anybody can participate in a proof of work uh, protocol like Bitcoin, and uh, both the person who is mining or creating Bitcoin into existence, uh, or those who are using it or spending it, they both have to spend time, labor, energy. They have to, they have to expend all these resources to either make it or earn it. Uh, whereas proof of stake, you know, if you are kind of closest to the individuals who kind of create the proof of stake protocol, well, you might get some kind of special treatment. You might be able to accumulate a lot more of it before everybody else, but there tends to be this correlation between proof of stake and fiat money and the way our system is currently designed. And, and you'll have a lot of people advocating for proof of stake because maybe it's quote unquote faster or cheaper in order for people to use, but it's really not, you know, if you want to measure things by the definition of money, in my opinion, it's not a good form of money because it's a, it's an unfair system. What is your take on this? Am I off the rocker here? No, I, I think you're right on it. I think what you're also trying to describe a little bit is trust. When right. it's proof of stake, there's just so much trust that has to be involved in the system for it to work. And that trust also just happens to need to be placed with the people with the most money or in Ethereum, it's proof of stake. So whoever the validators are, you can't even actually perform a transaction if those node operators or those high value proof of stake operators don't want your transaction to go through. It just won't go through. So I think the world today lives on a proof of stake model in the sense that almost every fiat zombie in the world, and maybe even if you're a Bitcoiner, have to rely on centralized organizations for information, money, direction. And that is a lot of trust. That is a lot of proof of stake. That is a lot of nobody verifying anything if it actually happens. So I think proof of stake is most closely related to how much trust there is in the system and Bitcoin is trustless. So I think that is a feature, not a bug. So you're telling me because of the way Bitcoin is designed with its proof of work protocol, that it can actually be more decentralized than maybe a proof of stake system. Bitcoin is the only network that allows you to transfer value without a trusted third party. And that alone makes it maybe the greatest computer science innovation ever because now the internet that did decentralize information that has taken down the Goliaths of information. Now the same thing can happen to money because now we can actually transfer value digitally with no trusted third party all over the world instantly for free. That's a good point. Well, Griff, I, you know, we've, we've been talking a lot about fiat. We've been talking about zombies more so fiat zombies, uh, but can you explain a little bit to the people about how our own podcast is helping us to win this apocalyptic war? Yeah, I think that anybody that is willing to put their name, 
uh, image, likeness, their credibility on the line for a monetary asset that, like I was just saying, helps people transfer value without a trusted third party. Uh, and that produces blocks every 10 minutes and does so many great things and has so many breakthroughs for computer science. I think anybody that's willing to put it on the line and put their name on it right now, as Bitcoin is so early, we're only year 14 in and we're not even at, uh, I don't even think we're at a, a million blocks yet. So once we accumulate more blocks, I think more people will join us. But I think our podcast is helping because we're willing to talk about it. It's a breakthrough that is coming, whether people want it or not. And I think because of that, people are probably going to need us to help educate them going forward. But I don't think guys like Nick and I are doing this for the power. I think we're going to be willing to help onboard almost anybody into Bitcoin. Uh, once the apocalyptic war and the zombies start coming, you might want to know how you know to buy some of that ammunition. And I <laughs> doubt they're going to take paper money. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's true. Well, um, I do want to ask you guys, um, you guys have a podcast and you guys create great content. I want you first, I want you to tell people where they can find this podcast. Second, I want you guys to share, do you guys have any upcoming goals? Like how is this bear market treating you? It's kind of a three pronged question. Yeah. Uh, I think it is interesting that we're, we're, you know, we started the podcast first episode aired January 8th of 21. I mean, it's like literally the start of the bear market, right? Um, which, which I think is hilarious. Um, your first question, uh, where can we find, where can you find us? Uh, we're on all the major platforms. Uh, we operate on Twitter as our main, uh, as our main tool to kind of interact with the community. It is at Nick and Griff show. Um, that is spelled a little unique. It's at N Y C A N D G R I F F S H O W at Nick and Griff show. And we've got video and, uh, we've got video on Spotify and on YouTube. Um, you know, the question is how, how are we, how are we different? You know, what, 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 uh, what do we do different? We are normal people. Uh, we've got normal jobs and we are committed. We are disciplined, right? We are thinking long-term. We crank out content every single week. Our show here, season two is Satoshi Saturdays, and we crank out a 25-minute max episode. We're talking about all kinds of stuff that's happening. And, you know, we think about it from our own perspective um, as normal people, and I think that that's valuable. Well, guys, that is all the time that we have for today's show, but I want to thank you for tuning in. And Nick and Griff, thanks for filling in and uh, helping me have a conversation about Fiat Zombies. I really want to have you guys back because uh, I have a blast every time I have you guys on the show. And I want to encourage you, if you're listening, go check out their podcast. And uh, hey, go to my website, mattjmore.com, because i got a lot of content. We'll see you next week, same time, same place. Do you enjoy listening to my radio show, Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore? Have you ever thought about being featured on the show as a loyal listener? What about winning some free Bitcoin? Can't go wrong with that, am I right? Well, today is your lucky day, my friend, because we're building a community for this show. For just $15 a month, you can become a member of the radio show. And in return, you'll have the chance to win $100 of free Bitcoin and be featured on the show. Every month, we will randomly draw one name from the pool of currently paid members and that person will receive $100 of free Bitcoin and the opportunity to be featured during a segment of the show. We will do this drawing every single month. In addition, everyone who signs up as a member today will receive a complimentary copy of the Little Bitcoin Book, a great educational read around the fundamentals of Bitcoin. Join today before we close membership enrollment. 
Go to mattjmore.com forward slash member. Again, that's mattjmore.com forward slash member. What does it mean to be physically, spiritually, and financially free? The right to life, liberty, property, and the pursuit of happiness, these were the ideas that made America. But what happens to these ideas when America's money becomes compromised? What do you do when the very thing that you're working for day after day is fundamentally designed to enslave you? Whether it was a conspiracy or not, you won't believe what is about to happen in this country. Arm yourself today with the truth and build your life on the foundations for liberty. Rediscover freedom in the 21st century and grab a copy of my Amazon best-selling book, Foundations for Liberty. For just $11.99, you can support this radio show by finding a copy on Amazon or by going to mattjmore.com. Again, that's mattjmore.com. Don't wait, because freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction.